The first day is filled with innovative workforce development programs that take people from where they are to where they want to be. In this episode, we're talking to Kathy Konefsky of the Food Bank of Delaware and Quentin Linningham of Walmart. We'll learn how they're equipping people with the essential skills to embark on successful career paths and how a little vision can change lives. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Kelly, where we take a deep dive into important topics at the forefront of the business community. I'm Kelly Basil with the State Chamber of Commerce, and today is all about workforce training programs. With me, I have Quentin Lingingham. Did I say that correctly? Lingingham. Lingingham. Quentin, Quentin Lingingham. Yes. <laughs> he is fleet facilitator at Walmart. And I also have with me Kathy Konetsky. Did I pronounce that correct? Yes, you did. I got one out of two. President and CEO at the Food Bank of Delaware. Thank you both for being here today. I'm really excited to, to talk with you both. Thanks for yes. having us. Thanks for having us. Before we dive into this topic, we have a quick word from our sponsor. A new career opportunity is waiting for you in Delaware. The Delaware River and Bay Authority, DRBA, operates a robust transportation network of bridges, ferries, and airports in Delaware and South Jersey. The exciting opportunities may surprise you. Finance, maintenance, law enforcement, bridge and airport operations, and marine transportation. Learn more about all the opportunities at drba.net and find a connection that moves you. I just want to give you both a moment to introduce yourselves and let everyone know what you do. Um, Quentin, I'll start with you. Okay, my name is Quentin Linningham. I'm a Walmart associate that transitioned into fleet development. I am a former Walmart driver, and now I teach associate to drive to uh, drive tractor trailers and the basic um, skills of driving tractor trailers. And, and how many people go through your program? Uh, right now, it's about 18. Okay. It goes through. Very nice. It's a 12-week program. It's a two-hour-a-week program? 12-week. 12, oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> I had that really wrong. <laughs> it's a lot more intense. <laughs> Kathy? Hi, I'm Kathy Konevsky. I have the honor of serving as the president and CEO of the Food Bank of Delaware. Um, and I have a long career in nonprofit, uh, which led me you know, from one starting with the March of Dimes uh, back in the 90s, kind of one step at a time, very mission-driven, mission-connected organizations for me. Um, and I'm at the, the Food Bank of Delaware, I feel like I'm pinning on all cylinders of everything that I've done throughout my, my career. It's kind of come to full fruition. Um, we do a lot of work that's incredibly humbling. Um, obviously, we're a food bank. We, and then we, you know, distribute food. Um, we give food to people that need it. Um, and But in the state of Delaware, we're also very much um, in the workforce development space as well. So we call it food for today and food for tomorrow. The food for tomorrow piece is workforce development in terms of uh, logistics and operations and warehouse training. We do not do driver training. So that's a combination that we could talk about. Um, but we also do culinary training. Mm-hmm. And we do cu- culinary training and, um, and logic are both for we consider it like a second chance, kind of um, an opportunity for people that have found themselves with their lives turned upside down for some reason or other. Some are coming out of prison, rehab, whatever that may be. Um, and we just launched a program for culinary training for people with intellectual disabilities. Um, we also do financial coaching. Um, we do um, benefits outreach um, and lots of different ways to help people get back on their feet and mm-hmm. um, towards a, a healthy life. Well, and I have... Um the pleasure of being able to tour your facility. It's 
truly amazing. Um, and we were even there this morning for a networking amazing. breakfast. We brought, I don't know, 70 people from the business community on site so that they could also see the work you're doing, um, which is very incredible. Thank so let's get into it. Workforce training. Um, we always need it. Workforce development is always something that we have to pay attention to. Um, it's always evolving as you know different demands from from not only people but also the businesses. So we're always having to kind of take a look at our programs, make sure we're hitting the right spot. You're doing truck drivers. You're yes. you're doing logistics and culinary. Mm-hmm. Why are those the needs that your organizations identified as something to to fill a need? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. Oh, that, sorry. That one I'm on the there you go. On the list. one <laughs> shoot on top question. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'll cue you up, Quentin. Specifically, I, I can tell you um, from the chamber's perspective, especially during the pandemic, we heard a lot about logistics and the need for truck drivers, that there was a huge shortage out there. Um, And I know the state of Delaware created a program to help with training, um, but it's really great to see a private-led program as well. Um, How do you identify your people? Do they they find you? Do you seek them out? No, so the Associate to Driver program is a program that that Walmart offers as associates to complete a 12-week program in uh, training, tractor trailer driving training to get their CDLs. And once they get their CDLs, they become a Walmart fleet driver. Okay. Yeah. So that's great that there's employment basically at the end of the training. Yes, yes. And that probably makes it really attractive for people. Yes, yes. We have a lot of interest in the uh, uh, associate to driver program. Um, can you share some, some stories of, of impacts? Yes, I can give you one uh, from yesterday. One of the associate to drivers, he went and took his uh, test to get his license, and he succeeded. And when he came back to me, he was appreciative for what we had taught them at our fleet development center. That's great. And Kathy, what about you? What what led to your two training programs? So. Um, I think what led to the beginning and the creation of of them versus what's kind of keeping us going now are two very different things. Um, obviously, what you said about workforce development and why it's been important in the state is is my guess as to why we started with the, the original culinary program. Um, again, tied to food insecurity and people trying to make you know it's whether or not they're coming to us for food on their table or are they coming to us to get skills and training so they can they can provide for their family Mm -hmm. very two very different things but very complementary um adding the logistics um was an was an answer to demand in the community for sure um but now what what we're seeing coming out of covid again drivers incredibly important through throughout the you know that when it's hard to even imagine just a few years ago where we were you know, if you were if you were staying, if you were you know uh, secluding and and staying at home, the only people you saw really in your neighborhoods were truck drivers. You know, whether it was Amazon or delivery from Walmart or you know uh, DoorDash drivers coming through the neighborhood. I mean, drivers kind of kept everything going. Definitely in that time, um, restaurants shut down, and then as restaurants started to open restaurants have been hurting ever since for employees so that that drives our culinary training program uh-huh. and it really drives our program with 
for specifically for people with disabilities. So when you're looking at like the the purpose of the actual training, that's one thing. But for who we're training is an is a kind of almost priority over what we're training. So we lo- we know that people with disabilities are twice as likely to to be food insecure uh-huh. as those who aren't. Um, the employment rate for people with disabilities is just you know saddening and sickening. Um, so to be able to provide skills for people to get that certification to then have a job, you know, whether it's the say for people with disabilities or then for our traditional leaving with the skills and then answering a need in our community in the restaurant industry, it, it's just it all just makes a lot of sense. And, uh-huh. and it's all for us. Again, it's absolutely the skills, but it's tied into helping us figure out how to how to really end food insecurity and, and, and eradicate hunger in our world. Definitely. And being able to get people into good paying careers tremendously helps with a lot of that. Um, and that can be said for both of your programs. Kathy, what what is um, the employment rate coming out of their programs? Do they get immediately linked up with the job or? Yeah. So, you know, each class is a little bit different, but we are, I would say we're about at 85 to 90 percent employment rate. Um, that's part of our program. So our instructors are out there working in the community. Uh, chef Tim Hunter is our executive chef. He is actually more days than not, not in our kitchen. Mm-hmm. He's out working with the restaurant. He's on the board of the restaurant association. He's making relationships, you know, with restaurants. And when we know that there's a, a, a student getting ready to graduate who hasn't quite gotten to that that offer yet he he's calling the people he knows to make that happen and we had one particular student who is probably will always be for me like wrap up our story in a big bow he actually came to us for food he and his wife had both lost their jobs um uh during covid and he came a friend of his said go for food and he came to the food bank and went to the wrong door he came around the front of the building uh-huh. um and somebody said oh no 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 you've got to go around the back and he looked down and he saw the flyer advertising our culinary training program and he said is this something i can apply for i said absolutely so my i've been in the role for two and a half years my first graduation of the culinary class he was graduating and we asked our graduates to say a few words and he told that story and i said please tell me that Please tell me you went around the corner, you know, and got food before you went home. He said, no, I didn't. And I said, why? He said, because I, I wanted to get home as fast as I could to sign up for, for this program and get in. So I'm standing there. He's graduated. He had a he had a, a job already lined up. And he's wow. been in that same employer for now for two and a half years. That's so amazing. And tells a story about, you know, I, I don't need to go down the road of what some people feel, uh, you know, if, if people are, you know, in their in their own mind wanting to judge, people aren't coming for free handouts. They're coming for a better way. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Quentin, do you, do you agree with that with the people that go through your program? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When you take an associate that's coming from an hourly position and bring him into a position where he can make $110,000 a year. It's life, that's life-changing. It's life-changing. And these are some of the opportunities that Walmart offer their associates. As Sam Walton said, if you take care of the associate, uh, then the associate will take care of the business and the customer. Definitely. So the opportunity is um, far and wide. Walmart also offer a Live Better You program where they pay for the tuition and books for the associates totally free. Huh. 
and this offered to associates to who would not have had the chance right. to complete and get a college degree. So Walmart takes care of that for the associates across the whole network, across across the whole platform. How did you get to where you are leading the training? Well, actually, when I came to Walmart, I came to Walmart like most people, just looking for a job. Yeah. And I found a career. So, oh, I love that. Uh, and one and one of the things, you know, walking up to this massive distribution center, yeah, is it says as a quote, "Our people make the difference." Mm. I didn't understand it then, but once I got into Walmart and understood their culture, respect for the individual, striving for excellence, mm-hmm. uh, service to the customer, and acting with in, with integrity, it became full circle for me. So I began to just train new drivers that were coming in after about two years in. Okay. I began to train new drivers that was coming in and seeing that I was making an impact. And a lot of times what people don't understand is that you can be a leader without the title. Okay. And I felt that in Walmart and Walmart nurtured that in me. That's a really great culture. So... After after I did that for so many years, I joined the Walmart Road Team, mm-hmm. uh, and I was given different tasks and duties in terms of corporate affairs, community affairs, and even around our distribution centers. And uh, they kind of nurtured me a little more and kind of nudged me a little more to go in. And then the first uh, Walmart, the first associate to drive driver program was done right here in Dover, Delaware. Was it? Yes, and I was blessed to lead that first one. The wow. first one was Dover, Delaware in, in uh, Texas. Wow, when was that? That was in December of 21. Okay, so this is a relatively new program. Yes, so I led the, the very first one out of it. And are you personally um, helping stand this up in, in other areas of the country? No, that responsibility belongs to our director. Okay. Uh, his name is Fritz Kills. Uh, around the country, we have seven sites. Okay. That's all going at the same time. Very, very cool. Do you, and this question can be for both of you. Um, do you end up keeping in touch with the people that go through your programs? Yes. Some yeah. yes and no. Some yes and yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of it is up to the person whether they want to stay in touch. Um, part of our program, though, is actually tracking and, and keeping that data for at least a year or two mm-hmm. on the program. So we we would purposefully stay in touch. But um, we just had a graduation from our logic class last week. And it's one of the, the most beautiful things to see a group of people come in and not know each other and leave. And every single class, they, the words that they use are, you know, love, family, you know, the, the friendships that you see form and people that are just, you know, for whatever reason that, with, that they came to us. Something was going off. Something was going wrong, you know, in their lives. And to see them leave with that, I would say they stay in touch. Uh-huh. Um, but when we do have graduates come back, and I get to see the instructors interact with them, uh-huh. that's just such a it's such a cool thing because it's like you know any other teaching. You want to see your students sort you know thrive, and when they come back to share that with you, it's 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 just a golden opportunity to. Yeah, we see. I completely agree. Obviously, at the state chamber, we don't run a workforce training program, but we do have an internship program. 
Um, and we're a staff of 10, we're a tiny company, but three of our employees were interns first. And I think that says a lot about, um, you know, how we're training up these people in college, um, but then also our culture because they want to stay. You kind of mentioned some pe- the, the backgrounds that people you're working with. Um, there's a lot of barriers to entry in the workforce. Um, do your organizations help with that? And, and by barriers, it, I can list a couple of them. I'm sure there's far more, but you know, a lot of times when people are trying to get training um, so that they can have a, a, a better career, you know, there's there's childcare, there's transportation, there's all these other factors that are contributing mm-hmm. to maybe them not being able to take that step into a training program. Um, do either of your organizations help address that? Or we we do, and I will say um, that's probably one of the biggest worries about after the program ends for someone because we do we provide transportation. Um, the students come to us for free, so we've you know we we. We have scholarships, we fundraise, we work with, you know, DOL and we, so somebody's coming, getting that, that education and they're getting tra- picked up and taken back and, and then they graduate. And that does that, the transportation piece, I think is probably the biggest um, worry and the biggest reason some people aren't successful after the program, um, followed with a close second by housing. Okay. So we do have, we've got quite a few students who come to us from Sojourner's Place. So when they're, when they're in the class, they're, they are, you know, without a home. Uh-huh. Um, so nothing is a magical, you know, fix when they, when they're done, except for the fact that hopefully they've gotten out some skills and a job that's, uh-huh. that's going to help them get out of that space. But yeah. What about you? Do you, do you witness so any of that? Our program is slightly different because uh, these folks that come to us are associates, so they are associates training for a career path change, mm-hmm. and so they continue to work. We pay them while they train, and uh, we give them the hotels, the, the food. We give them everything that they need to take that worry of how I'm going to have a meal. We feed them. We house them. So they can fully commit to the program. Yes, and we give them transportation if needed. Okay, yeah, I mean, because 12-week program, that's that's a quarter of the year. Um, that's a that's a commitment. Yes, yes. How long are your programs, Kathy? Culinary is 14. 14 weeks? Yes. Yeah. What about logistics? Logistics is, uh, it's 11, but we have class, so there's classroom time, and then there's also um, like a two-week Intern, paid internship. Sure. For, and more often than not, that time is actually spent where they're going to be hired. Okay. So that legwork. And, you know, we talked about have, making sure that the, you know, so I referenced Tim Hunter being the one that's out there talking for whichever program it is. We've got folks working on employment opportunities. So the kitchen school, actually, we've been working a lot with Delaware um, Department of Education because the restaurant industry, while that was kind of the impetus for the, the, the class, the those hours might not be the best for someone with a disability or an intellectual disability that needs routine needs daytime so the school system has been fantastic because this the cafeterias need oh so we're like we've got folks that are always looking at that end but i would say as equally important are the are the people on the other side with the referrals for us so you know working so closely with dol and dvr and people that are like they come to all of our graduations now you know, and they and they sit there with us and they see what happens. So now they can go back and say, 
you know, there's a program that I think you'd be perfect for. So mm-hmm. around the people on either side, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and, and that goes back kind of to my, my earlier comment, like when you're developing a workforce training program, there has to be so much creativity in it and a lot of people at the table. So that way you're making it holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like, you know, both your programs were developed that way, which is really great. Right. So the, the 12 weeks is just at the fleet development center. Yeah. When these associates, you know, earn their license and they go on to their prospective distribution centers, it's up to an additional six weeks of, of training. Oh, so they're not even done after the test. No, with a focus on safety, courtesy, and mm-hmm. pride. Uh, safety is the number one thing around Walmart. Uh, because we we want drivers out there that's going to be safe, safe to themselves first, safe to the motoring public. Ninety percent of the people on the highway they shop at Walmart, so mm-hmm. they are they are our customers. I have uh, my parents live in Ohio, so I do the back and forth on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I go past lots of Walmart trucks. <laughs> There's a lot of trucks on that whole route in general. <laughs> Um, but it's true, though, you, you you see that logo on the side of the car and you do associate how that driver's doing with, with the business. Absolutely. So, can you say courtesy and pride or the other two? Courtesy and pride. I love that. I love that. Courtesy. We, the the, the uh, safety is the safety to the driver himself first, his family, mm-hmm. and to the motoring public, our customers. Uh, the courtesy is also a part of that, to be courteous to the motor republic uh-huh. uh, and pride is to be proud to be a Walmart driver and to wear that uniform mm-hmm. and represent Walmart and represent that brand. So that's that's one of the biggest things with Walmart for us is safety. Safety and the customers and just doing the right thing and mm-hmm. acting with integrity, doing the right thing when people are not watching. So that's... Uh, that's great. Um, your whole program built on values. Yes. That's really awesome. Before I transition to our next little segment, I do want to give you both a moment. Um, you know, if there's something that I didn't ask you about each of your programs that you'd like to share. Yes, great question. So I don't I don't know about something you didn't ask, but I will say, um, and I, I um, myself coming to this work. I wondered if I'd be able to wrap my heart around it this way. I have twin sons who were born 20, uh, 24 and a half weeks, mm-hmm. so uh, 32 years ago. So they they started my life on a path that was very different than I thought it would be. Um, they, you know, they were both diagnosed with autism. Um, so I, I, my, I started with the March Dimes. I worked for Autism Speaks nationally. Mm-hmm. I was very, and then at the ha- Children's Hospital here, and when someone asked if I would even consider looking at this role at the at the food bank, I couldn't understand how that would even be, be relatable mm-hmm. for me and, and what my you know my whole life has been. And um, and it so is because of one person that was able to say to me, "Tell me the day that you knew what tomorrow was going to bring," with with my my kids. Uh-huh. And for me, that did it. And I feel like there are so many people that are quick to say, "Not me." I think COVID hopefully took away a lot of the stigma because so many people needed help that had never before mm-hmm. or never admitted it. Mm-hmm. But I think for all, every single one of us, there's always the chance that our lives are going to turn upside down and we're going to need help. And that that's the kind of the overarching message for me, for people that need help is please don't be ashamed that you need help. That's why we're here. And that's what we want to do, whatever that means for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. 
I guess what I want to add is that for those folks out there that know truck drivers that want a job driving for the safest fleet in America, uh, Drive for Walmart is the the website. I want to give the website, Drive for Walmart, the number four, walmart.com. And go on that site and look at the facilities that are hiring truck drivers. And if they're in Delaware, you get to work with Quentin. Yes. <laughs> yes, you get to come through the Fleet Development Center because all roads with Walmart comes through Fleet Development. Last little piece of this little podcast, uh, our Convo Connection. Um, I want to give you both the opportunity to shout out a person, a company, someone in the community that you think just deserves a, a little kudos. Kathy, I'll let you go first. That's a tough one. Because um, there's a lot of people. <laughs> seriously, I would say I'm going to kind of mention a, a group of people and not by name. Um, when I joined the food bank, uh, it was they, they were coming out of the food bank of Delaware. Obviously, every food bank around the country was coming out of probably the hardest time they had ever experienced in, this, in these roles. And um, they had done it without a leader. So when I started, that was almost two years of just figuring things out without a president. And the leadership team was one of the selling points for me to join that the organization. I was, I was told time and time again, they were well-oiled machine. When I joined then, um, not everyone is still here that was there, I'll just put it that way, because mm-hmm. they were a well-oiled machine that, that did huddle through and get through, but we started to see values, talking about values again values that are so incredibly important to the work that we do and we hold each other accountable for them. Uh-huh. So the leadership team that I have in place right now are absolutely who I would call out because they are the the salt of the earth and they keep our organization going with respect and dignity for the neighbors we serve. That's great. Um, and I do have to say a little kudos to you all because you're um, opening very soon a new facility in sorry milford milford yeah and that's you know and again a kudos to your team for helping you get a new facility in another part of the state so that you could continue to to best serve our population yes and it's It's a huge feat because seventy thousand square foot 34 million dollar and you know what that doesn't even rise to the top of what i talk about sometimes because of how many different things that we have going on that are just so good for all quentin Who's your shout out? My shout out is to Special Olympics of Delaware. Oh, I love that. Uh, they had to they had to cancel the truck convoy this Saturday because of the bad weather that was coming in. So for folks who haven't seen uh, hundreds of trucks get together and do a convoy for Special Olympics, it's something to see. So my shout out goes to Special I have a shout out, but I'm going to second your shout out. Um, I, my mom um, back in Ohio, um, I'm a figure skater and she started a special Olympics ice skating program. So I volunteered for years um, and would train people with intellectual disabilities um, how to ice skate. So special Olympics holds a special place in my heart. And mine too, guys are special. And so there you go. Oh, Look at that. All three nice. of us. <laughs> Um, so my shout out, I'm, I'm going to give a little kudos to uh, a chamber member, um, another nonprofit that's um, doing workforce development, and that's Pathways to Success. They prepare youth, adults, and their families for successful lives through mentoring and education, um, and they are doing really, really great work. So I just want to give them a little kudos. So before I let you both go, Quentin, if anyone wants to 
catch up with you after this podcast? How can they reach you? You reach me by email. That's Quentin, Q-U-E-N-T-I-N dot Lenningham, L-I-N-I-N-G-H-A-M at walmart.com. Great. And Kathy? Uh, Kathy Kanevsky. So C K A N as in Nancy, E F as in Frank, S K Y at F B D foodbankdelaware.org um, or I'm on LinkedIn. Perfect. And if you want to catch up with me or anyone else at the State Chamber, visit our website at www.dscc.com. You can find all of our contact information there. Or we're on social media uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, all the channels. Um, We're always looking for ideas for future episodes, so we're all ears. Um, Quentin, Kathy, thank you so much for joining me. Really enjoyed talking to you both. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations with Kelly, brought to you by the Delaware State Chamber of Commerce. Our thanks, as always, to our production partners at Short Order Production House, a bowstring company. And before we sign off, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening. I know podcast hosts say this all the time, but your support is invaluable and it helps other listeners find us easily. I'm your host, Kelly Basil. We'll see you soon.